Welcome back to the Blue Chip Breakdown of Boss Fans. Today is the end of day 10, and we're going to be breaking down Josh Heifel's comments on the second scrimmage. Uh, first thing that stood out to me was um, talked about the running backs out of all the skilled players, said that they looked really good, uh, talked about them taking care of the football, and, um, you know, spoke about a couple of uh, couple of these young guys looking good out there too. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited about that running back room. Uh, you know, Dylan Sampson. That's the thing. We're missing Jabari Small and uh, Jalen Wright. Jalen Wright's out too. Yeah, you know, those are probably your top two guys. Um, but Dylan Sampson's a guy we're big on. Last year, he flashed. He's looking good this year. It seems he's kind of your speed guy and can make you miss in space. And then we're at Cam Seldon mentioned too. I guess he's back. You know, back in contact. Said he, uh, Coach Hopper said he had good pad level. You know, ran hard. Was getting contact plus two. Yeah. And we already know he's he's a speed guy too, so yeah. I think adding that to his game that's huge. And then of course Sean Bishop showed up as well. So yeah, there he's up all those guys. Yeah, so Bishop actually, man, and it's it's crazy because I didn't think that Bishop was gonna be, I guess as good as he's ended up being. You know, I saw that skill set, but my biggest knock on him was his size. But after that first day of practice, once I was able to see that he was really one of our bigger backs, you know what I mean? I said, shoot, he's really gonna be something special. He has excellent vision. Uh, he runs really, really hard. I, obviously, you know, with him being from Knoxville, is going to play with that passion. So really looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. Keith is not even on campus yet. About him. And <laughs> he's going to be huge. So let's just kind of talk about this, too. One of the biggest one – of, one of my biggest issues last season was in the, uh, in the running backs blocking. They didn't always do a great job of picking up blocks. You know, they would pick it up, but they were so small, they're getting pushed back and, you know, making that pocket smaller. So – especially against like the Georgias and the Bamas and some of these tougher teams. Keith is going to be a guy. Selden is a guy, uh, you know, Bishop right now, even looks like he could possibly be another one of those guys that can pick up blocks and catch the ball out of the backfield, can get downhill. So I think that we're looking really, really good there. Um, next point was they spoke on the um, offensive line. And it didn't just based off of like hypos. He was like, ah. um, I don't think that they played great. I think we still got a ways to go there. So uh, that's a big concern. I mean, O line, you know. I mean, like I said, I feel like we have decent pieces, you know, at all five spots. It's just getting them to play together as a collective unit. You know, what I mean, like I said, Sprague is really the only returner. You know, Cooper's out, and then we have a new left tackle, new left right center, point, yeah, new right. Well, yeah, right guard Spragans, and then um, you know, new right tackle. So I mean, they're still learning to play together. You know, it's tough to tell if you can't see it with your own two eyes. But, again, I still also feel like our D-line is so much better from last year, too. That it is, yeah. It's really tough to really get a good read on it, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on if it's spring game is how's the whole line hold up. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the probably the biggest thing that I'm going to be looking at first and foremost is offensive line in every, whether it's first string, second string. doesn't matter. I'm looking at that old line. That's a huge part of this team because our, our offense really carries this, right? So – if our offense cannot produce the way that it did last season, um, and if the offensive line is the biggest portion of that, then, I mean, you know, I we're going to have to – I don't know exactly what what we're going to do, but obviously Cooper Mays being out, that's huge. Like you said, we haven't really started to gel together yet. This is only week three. So the offense has a long way to go. Offense always takes way longer than – And you know what? It may be a deal where we're a couple weeks into the season before we're really clear yeah. for those guys. That's a good thing. I think they're pretty kind of light schedule starting yeah. off. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we may be, you know, week four or five before we really see this guy start to gel. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember of what the Florida game is that the third or fourth? Usually a three. I think it's usually Virginia. third week. Yeah, yeah, it's usually three. We got Virginia. We got yeah. I mean we yeah. Well, we've we've got a very light schedule. Um, <laughs> I, I, actually, you know what? We are ranked the weakest SEC um, schedule. Really? Yeah. Wow. We yeah. in Georgia. Well, I guess we're going to play us. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> but hey, here you go. We got to play Bama, Georgia. We got to play all these guys. So, no. So, well, I, I guess it's because of the um, because of the out of conference, right? Uh, so, like, we've, we're not really playing anybody that's tough on paper right yeah. now out of conference. So, yeah. Anyway, that's good that we do have time for that to all gel. Um, one of the most consistent things that I've heard from everybody on the staff is talking about. Um, you know, everybody's really getting that chance. They don't really have like a depth chart set up. I I was thinking that maybe that was kind of coach speak, but for some of the stuff like offensive line, I know that that's not coach speak. I don't think they have a clue. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt that way about uh, I was kind of shocked to hear Willie Martinez say it, and not just him, but you know, Nico Slaughter mentioned it. Like everybody kind of mentioned, like we don't have starting, you know, starting roles. We kind of all just rotate. Yeah, and so I mean, we'll see. It seems like all the best players play. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean here, you know. We'll see when the season starts, you know, if, if it's Tank McCullough and whoever else. Yeah. But, I mean, I think if they let the best players play, we may see, a, a, you know, four different new guys out there. It was all last year. Well, if if, if you're talking about the secondary, which Coach Hyde, I don't think he spoke about the secondary really at all in his press conference. But if you're talking about the, the secondary, we've got a lot of good guys. We talked about that on the last pod. I feel like we've got a lot of good quality depth there. Uh, we look a lot more physical than we did last season, which is huge for me, especially coming from those safeties. Um, Christian Christian Harrison was moved down to corner, not moved down like he moved, but he was moved to corner. So I, I think that that's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, I would say that he would be a guy that can step in and play some nickel for you. Uh, you know, he's he's versatile enough for them. Yeah, yeah, he's you know he's a big body guy. You know, Ronnie Harrison being his dad. You know, he's been in the weight room. And, you know, I feel like he understands the game at a high level. You know, he's to me, he's the classic example of a guy. I don't think it's going to test well. You know, he's probably a four, five, four, six type guy. I don't know how tall he is. He's probably about five ten or so. But he just, you know, he seems like he's a baller. Seems like he's a tech, you know, a, a technician, knows what to do. And I mean, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. I'm not saying about a lot of those guys. You know, a lot of those young guys in his class. You know, that 2022 class, Jordan Thomas. You know, those type of guys. I think these guys are ready to play and. I'd go as far as to say if these guys don't play a lot this season, I'm not out there with them be hitting the portal or what, but hopefully not because so and then too not not to get too far off of where we started from, but I'm gonna say this with the secondary, I think that we can rotate a lot of guys, uh, and you know I think that the coaching staff will feel comfortable will feel comfortable with that. If you look at what happened last season with all the injuries that we had, I think everyone on the entire team that played. Anywhere from the secondary, yeah. play. Everybody play. So let me ask you this. Yeah. So who who do you think, if you had to put money right now, who do you think are the starting corners? Is is Nico Slaughter, Gabe Judy Lally, what about Juan Burrell? I mean, I think that you got to go, um, Warren is going to be one of your starters. So we haven't seen him at all. But, you know, in summer ball, he's going to start to get more time. Uh, I think it's going to be Warren. And just based off of what Coach Martinez has been saying and, you know, his gauge, Seems like it's going to be Gabe Judy Lott. Those seem like those are going to be our starting two. Now, if it was me, I mean, I'm not out there to see enough. I mean, I, you know, I think that's a pretty solid uh, duo, but Slaughter is really good. I mean, we've got a lot of guys. You know, and, uh, Jordan Matthews looks really good. We've got a lot of good people. I mean, just for me looking at what they're doing and their size and their length and everything else and 
just how physical everybody has looked in the little bit of portions that we've been able to see. I mean, you can kind of pick and choose, man. I, I think that, you know, it could end up being a situation where based off of who we're playing, yeah. maybe they might try to switch yeah. up the whole line. That's something that Gabe Jr. kind of alluded to. And then yeah. uh, he's talking, he was like, yeah, sure. Based on what the um, other team's giving us, we might mix it up and have a different guy playing safety, different yeah. guy playing court. Yeah. And that's something I love is that pretty much everybody's getting cross-trained yeah. to be able to play multiple positions. And that helps you out so much. Like as a, so when I played football, you know, in college, I just played corner. Yeah. And I never really felt like I understood exactly what the safeties were necessarily doing or the backers. That's huge. That's huge. Understanding your leverage and where your help is, that helps you play so much, you know, so much better, so much more effectively. So Absolutely. I'm excited to see that defense. Yeah, and so um, next thing, you know, uh, it sounds like the, the line played pretty well. So just to kind of go back, right, just to do like kind of like an overhaul of everything that he said, it sounded like the running backs looked really good. Uh, receivers were eh. Offensive line was and eh, and the linebackers also and eh. um, so we already talked about the O line. I, we've we've got to figure that out. Um, you know, again, Cooper Mays being out. Uh, it looks like John Campbell's going to be playing left tackle, left tackle, and um, we've got Missy playing right. Uh, Spragans is going to be at the right guard. Still trying to figure out who's going to be at that left guard position. Um, and I mean, we've got. I mean, should it be Ali Lane? I think, you know, we spoke about this on the last part too. Addison Nichols looks like he's going to be that backup center. Probably won't see him playing too much or starting at that left guard position. Kirik? Yeah, so um, Andre is what they've been called. Okay. Yeah, and so everybody's, yeah, yeah, so everybody's just been calling him Andre. I think that he is a guard. So he played, so I mean, he's listed as a tackle. Um, at Texas, he played tackle and he also played like, like a blocking tight end. But if you watch his film, you can just tell his skill set is a lot more for a guard. Um, so, you know, he could be a, another guy that, that works in there. Like I said, Ollie Lane, um, Andre, and, you know, I, I guess whoever else is going to step up, you know, uh, maybe one of these freshmen, uh, you know, Bison Lane, I think, is playing guard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guard or he's a backup to Addison Center. Yeah, so I've I've seen him working in at center too. He's definitely got that body for it. He's a big girl. Yeah, has it. I'm gonna tell you, nobody's been talking about Larry Johnson. Yeah, but he looks he looks physically yeah. he looks really good. I don't know. He looks the most time he's playing with big brother guy. But yeah, this is kind of some of the clips I see. I mean, typically when I see him, he's like you know not the scout team, but you know the offense is going and he's like kind of doing defense, giving him a look. Yeah, he's that. Yeah, he's yeah, that yeah. look guy. I mean, he doesn't necessarily look like he's gonna. I don't know. It's it's tough to really put your finger on. It, yeah. But I can I can see he has. A, he doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes you can just tell. Uh, yeah. You can just tell, and that's kind of back to with what I was saying about Bishop. This is something else too that coaches do this all the time. They want to get you up on campus when you are in high school to see that eye test to see if you're gonna pass it because they see your skill set on film. For some odd reason, I don't. I mean. Wherever Bishop is playing at that that league, it's some tall dudes. Cause yeah. <laughs> it's some big dude. He looked very small on Phil. Yeah. But if I would have been able to see him in person, I would have said, dude, he's gonna be able to. He looks really good. So Larry Johnson, kind of the same thing, opposite though. He looked huge. He looked huge on film. Yeah. Around our guys, he looks. He looks more well put together. Yeah, you know, he's kind of slim. Down. Yeah, I, I I can tell that he's lost more. He doesn't look as tall as B. So, you know, um, what is he a guard attack? 
So he played tackle when he was in college, but he's, you know, I pegged him as more of a guard. Yeah, was like lower. for sure. Like he was definitely a guard. So we'll see. Anyway, with, you know, I feel like we do, but this is something else that Coach Eiffel said that we have a lot of more depth on the uh, on the offensive line that we've had in the past couple of years. But just kind of gauging the way that he said it, it's like it's not necessarily, it, it's not where he wants it to be. Yeah. It's like we have more depth, but the top end isn't there. Like, we don't have Darnell. Yeah. We don't have Jerome Carvin. You know, like, we're missing some guys. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how these guys come together. You know, I mean, that's going to be a huge, huge deal. Is, you know, the O-line, can they come together? Can they block? Can they, mm-hmm. can they you know, can they sustain? And then Joe Milton, can he hit open receivers down the field? And so, you know, we'll we'll see that on Saturday. And I can't wait for that because, you know, coach is, coach is doing a much better job, I think, this time uh, in this press conference. Not to, ever say, not to say that he didn't do a great job in the previous one, but I think that he's kind of started to hear some of that Joe Milton, Nico talk because people were – that was starting to kind of pick up because he did praise Nico, and it was almost like he was kind of throwing Joe under the bus just to take it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, he did better this time. He didn't say much about the quarterbacks at all. Um so, you know, yeah, I, I really want to see how that whole thing looks because I, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I, I'll be the first one to go ahead and say, I'm not afraid of Nico starting day one. And not to say that Joe's not the guy and that he can't be the guy, but if he's not the guy, let's put our best players out there. I don't care if they're a freshman, if they're a redshirt senior, sixth, seventh year senior. That's all I've seen. It, 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 that, that doesn't matter. I agree. I mean, you, you, you obviously hate that for Joe because yeah. he's a guy, you know, stuck it out when he didn't have to, didn't transfer, mm-hmm. you know, rolled behind Hendon, seemed like he's had a positive attitude the whole time. And all he has to do is be able to hit the deep ball. That's his only issue. Hit the daggum deep ball, guy wide open. Um, but, you know, from everything we've heard, it sounds like Nico's playing well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. If Joe can't hit the open receivers, we got to go somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, well, and and listen, I, I don't want for y'all to. We're not saying that that's what's happening, but yeah, I, we're just kind of taking it one step forward, and you know, um, if that is the if that is the case, then yeah, I mean, best players need to play, and I think that the coaching staff is probably on the same page for the most part. So, um, moving on to the linebackers, which it didn't sound like. So, well, it sounded like it was more of the younger players that weren't filling gaps right. Um, you know, maybe trying to maybe try too hard to make some big plays. Uh, maybe some, you know, and this this definitely happens. You see your name inside of the paper, or you know, somebody's talking about you. You want to try to continue to live up to that billing, and you can kind of overcompensate, or you can kind of overplay and play yourself out of a play and play yourself out of position. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think it sounded like it was a little bit of that. Um, but he also said that the open field tackling and the tackling uh, as a as a whole wasn't as good as it was in, in the last scrimmage. Yeah, which you know you don't really want to see that uh, scrimmage too. You know you want to see your, yeah. you know your tackling improve as you get further along. But you know I mean maybe that office just had a good day. I mean yeah, you know, that's kind of a good thing is you see a little back and forth offense. Yeah. You know defense wins and offense wins. So I mean it seems that we have some good kind of compatibility there both sides of the ball. But you know. From the clip we saw, we saw Dylan Sampson's, uh, you know, big run he broke yeah. uh, in the scrimmage. And, you know, he was he was untouched. Yeah, he was, he was untouched. So, yeah. so somebody was fitting something wrong. Yeah. You know, we couldn't lose somebody this us. But, you know, those things had to get corrected because you can't go up a big play. Yeah. And then, too, you know what, thinking back on that, the offensive line actually looked pretty good in that. So, and, you know, that's kind of back to your point. 
You really just don't know. It, it is a lot of back and forth, but at this point, since we can't see a whole lot, you don't know, okay, is the offensive line good or is the D-line bad or is the D-line good and the offensive line is bad? It, it's it's so hard to tell, but I am going to tell you this. I, I, I feel like based off of what we've seen from practices and what we've heard from the coaches, sounds like our D-line should be beating our O-line right now because they're still trying to figure it out. So, um, you know, so that could be a little bit of an issue. If they're not getting sacks and stuff, um, I, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to tell until you can see. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's it's extra tough, I think, in the spring because I feel like coaches are really trying to see different guys in different spots. So there's no telling, like, what lineup they had out there. You know, they could have had different guys playing different things. Well, like, we'll know more kind of in fall camp or, you know, they're really able when they're really preparing for games instead of kind of see who can do what. But right now, I mean, I'm pretty, I feel like it's, you know, pretty good back and forth. I think it's pretty even. Yeah, I, I would say that, that the scrimmage today was more of a stalemate, uh, you know, which which isn't bad. You know, it's that, that shows that the offense does have that fight. A lot of times it's all about one or two. And, you know, just to take it back to the, um, just to take it back to the backers. Um, you know, I, I'm expecting that in this, orange and white game that they're going to step up, you know, wherever they messed up at. And Hey, look, that's, this is what spring is all about. Right. And like you said, it's all about cross training and it's all about messing up. So that you, so that they can get fixed going into summer ball and moving on into the fall camp. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see that spring game. You know, it's just hard for me to imagine, you know, Keenan Peely and the, you know, Aaron Beasley, you know, not fitting those, you know, those run fits the right way. Like I just thought those guys are so experienced. You know, such level headed guys. You know, I'm I'm super excited about them. Yeah. Really about the whole defense. I mean, I think I have a lot of experience. Mm. Um, and you know, we have a good mix of youth to kind of come in and, you know, maybe a guy like James Pierce comes in, yeah, you know, at the end or whatever and can rush the pass over a couple snaps or whatever. You know, we we just have a good mix of guys. Yeah. Um it's almost perfect. It, it's almost more um it's almost more like a uh, like an NFL roster. You know, where you've really got that wide range, yeah, man. And so, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. That's pretty much it. You know, sounds like overall we are getting better. You know, coach still seems pleased, and we'll see how everything transpires on next Saturday, uh, you know, on, on that orange and white game. But I also wanted to kind of touch on, just like pretty much everybody else has kind of talked about this, Kirby Smart's comments. <laughs> um, main thing is I, I really want to talk about it because I don't think anyone has really touched on the simple fact that Kirby is going out of his way to throw those types of shots in a Georgia press conference, he's scared of us and yeah. we're taking quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are not wanting to go to this school. And you may ask yourself why. Well, okay, <laughs> he's obviously from what he just said, it sounds like I'm going to make it as hard on the quarterback as I possibly can. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> why would you want to step into a situation like that when who, who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now? Probably Pat Mahomes, right? Right, yeah. Hey, he could possibly. I mean, a lot of people saying he's the best quarterback ever. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm ready to crown him that yet. But I would definitely say he's top five. He's definitely top five. I would I would say that personally. Yeah. What kind of an offense did he play? Spread. It was a spread, hurry up offense, hurry up air raid, slinging around. There are so many quarterbacks with the exact same thing. I think that that old school ball, uh, the old school mindset with the NFL and how they play, I think that that's kind of getting washed away. There's no reason, you know, we've we've seen it with the read options. We've seen it with, uh, you know, with the run pass options. Every team incorporates some form of this. So 
to say that they can't pick up on the college game is crazy. I think that, honestly speaking, and this is going to be probably more of a hot take. I think that what it is is that these NFL coaches are kind of lazy. They're kind of set in their ways. They don't want to get pushed out of their jobs. They don't want to learn these new systems. But all it takes is for these younger coaches, these up-and-coming coaches, to get that chance and to come in with these new schemes. And, you know, the entire NFL is going to start copycatting it. So I'm, I, I know I just said a, a whole lot with that. But I'm saying all that just to say Kirby, right? Kirby is hating. Kirby feels threatened. And he's going to have to change or he's about to get left behind. Yeah. And he he can definitely see that with yeah. us. I, yeah, I think he's about to get left behind, like you said. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you want to have an offense that's easy on your quarterback, yeah. that has guys running wide open? I mean, like, everything he said was just so dumb. Like, <laughs> it was, it was, he goes out of his way to bring us up. Nobody's even talking about us. But somehow, <laughs> you, you know, we're on your mind. But, I mean, like, like – like I always say, you know, they're going to miss Stetson Bennett. I know nobody likes him, <laughs> but they're going to miss him. Like, he 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 found a way to be able to operate in their system. Yeah. But you look at Kirby's track record with quarterbacks, none of them have been good. It's definitely terrible. And so, you know, I, I can tell you exactly what Stetson Bennett did, which is the, the exact same thing that these other quarterbacks that are there right now that couldn't start over a walk-on are doing, <laughs> which is throw the ball to the tight end. All of my five stars aren't open. I can't see them. Let me dump <laughs> it off to the person right in my face. That's their offense, and that's why Stetson Bennett is not picked to get drafted by any analyst in the entire world. At all. And that's something the hypo always says, and he's right. We probably put more on our quarterbacks than anybody in the cup. I was about to say the same thing. We give them, I mean, based on what they see, like our whole offense is based off pre-snap reads. We're going to come out, see how you're lined up, and based on what you're giving us, we're going to get into the white right place. We're going to do whatever's open. I mean, that's... And that's, that's common sense. And yeah, even post snap, you know, we're gonna have a guy going deep. We're gonna have another guy running the option around. Yeah, the option around is basically go, go get open, and we're gonna throw it to you. You know what I mean? Like it's simple, but you can't stop it, especially when you have athletes like we're starting to add to our to our arsenal. So I mean, yeah, Hypo's, I mean, uh, Kirby's comments way out of line. Yeah, he that was completely uncalled for. Yeah, and I think also too, whenever you talk about it being simple, I think a lot of that is just with the verbiage. It's simple verbiage in the play calls because we have to hurry up. Why hasn't that been a thing in the NFL? Why do these play calls need to be so long? They don't need to be. I I promise y'all, the play calls don't have to be that long. That is unnecessary. So I just feel like the game is changing. And, I, you know, this is another hot take. We're starting to see that with Nick Saban. This is the, the main reason why Saban has been able to stay around as long as he has is because he will go out and find those new young coaches and, you know, he has his, you know, his core ideas of what his football team is going to be. And he implements that throughout the entire team. But he brings in these other guys that understand the new nuances of football. And he, you know, that's why their teams can stay relevant. Um, Kirby just, you know, brought back Mike Bobo. I don't know if he was still on the staff or if he th- – Oh, yeah, I think he was. But yeah, he was still on the staff, but he just uh, – so I guess he just elevated Bobo to the O.C., it's. I'm telling you, Georgia's in trouble. Yeah, and nobody's talking about it. Georgia is in trouble. The only thing that may save them is how weak their schedule is. I don't know who they. Well, play. they they they've got a team full of five stars. But here's the deal: yeah. they got us. They got Auburn. That's two teams right there that I like. Hey, man, listen, Coach Freeze is going. Coach Freeze is going to get asked. He can't stand. He's going. He's going to have some doubt up for him. Um. So yeah, they and I I think that he's kind of feeling it. You know what I mean? He knows. Yeah, and I, I've been kind of listening to, you know, and uh, listening to some of the press conferences from 
Georgia spring practices and stuff. And yeah, them had three picks in the Carson Beck throws three interceptions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Carson Beck is supposed to be your starting quarterback. And that's your savior. Yeah. <laughs> three picks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, we've got, you know, they're still doing what they always do. You know, uh these underclassmen tight ends are still scoring touchdowns. <laughs> I I you know, scoring, you know, fifty, sixty yard touchdowns. <laughs> um, you know, but they're supposed to have all these they're supposed to have the best wide receiving core in the country. Oh, we got all these transfers, and Georgia's in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> Georgia is in serious trouble, and Kirby knows. Yeah, when they come to Knoxville, it's going to be Oh, and they have no idea. Store. Hey, look, Tennessee fans, I, I need for y'all to – that game needs to be circled on y'all's calendar. It needs to be the loudest needless stadium has ever been. I want payback, get back. Uh, you know, I want for them to fill it. We can single-handedly win that game. Yeah. Their quarterbacks are going to falter, I promise. Yeah, They've got – they're three to four deep of quarterbacks that cannot handle this moment. They're going to fold under pressure, and we can be that. We can be that pressure that that makes them fold. Mm, don't push them over there. Yeah, we we can definitely push them over that edge. So, um, but uh, do you do you, do you have? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, hey, I'm always ready for that Georgia game. Uh, you know, can't wait for that. But you know, overall, just so far in spring for us. You know, I think we've, we're we're looking good from everything I've seen. Yeah. Uh, from what we've heard from the coaches. Yeah, that's another thing you touched on, uh, I think, in your last video is just how articulate and how well-spoken a lot of our guys are. Yeah, everybody sounds good. Great hand on their shoulders. And that says a lot about just, like, their mental makeup and, like, what motivates them, you know, kind of how they spend their free time. Like, these guys are spending pretty much every free second working to get better. You know, to me, like, that's, that says tells you all you need to know about this team and where we'll be. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we've got a team full of hungry players. We've got a lot of players with that chip on their shoulders. And, uh, you know, I feel – very, very good, very confident in what this team is going to do just based off of that. Uh, you know, obviously, we've still got a long way to go. We've got a lot of things to clean up. But, yeah, uh, you know, I, I I do think that this team is poised, and I think we have enough talent to be able to make a better push than we did last season. I think we can capitalize off of where last year's team left off at. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how that whole thing goes. But I think that we can wrap it up right there, and, you yeah. know, I, I think that that's pretty good. So, um, as always, guys, remember, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, share it with your friends. Uh, follow us on IG at Blue Chip Breakdown. And also, we are on every streaming platform for podcasts. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on iTunes, you know, uh, Apple Music, whatever it's called now. We're on pretty much everything. So give us a follow. That's also at that's also at Blue Chip Breakdown. And we'll see y'all on the next one. Thanks. Peace.